Hi, everyone. This is Caroline Goon, and this is the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Happy Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Each year in May, we focus on lifting up and supporting our diverse communities that make up the Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander populations. AA and NHPIs have contributed greatly to our society, and I am especially grateful to those who have paved the way for us, especially our elders, who I am always learning from as I continue to navigate my own journey in life. I'm so excited to be here today to help kick off the month as part of the podcast. This entire series of podcast episodes is sponsored by AARP. AARP is an organization that is dedicated to helping people as they age. They have a ton of resources, guides, and articles to help you age and to help you care for your older loved ones as they age. In my show notes, which is essentially where I put all the notes and links of things that I mention in each episode, that's where I'm going to have a link to the resources that AARP provides free of charge for caregivers. It's May, and I'm back here with you today for episode 52 of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Thanks so much, first of all, to Caroline Goon for doing that amazing intro. If you don't know Caroline Goon, you should look her up on LinkedIn, and she has done some amazing work in the Asian American community, and there are about 100 million holidays each month, but one holiday that you should definitely know about is that this month, this is May 2023 when I'm recording this, it is actually National Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's a mouthful to say. They used to say Asian American, and then they started using the term AAPI, so that's Asian American Pacific Islander. And now you may be hearing Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander. I remember a number of instances where I did some outreach at a Chinese community center, Chinese group, and I knew some of the people there because they were friends with my grandma when she was still living. And I was talking about end-of-life care issues, end-of-life services, and I encouraged all of these seniors, these pawpaws and gonggongs, to call, not me, but to call the front desk, to call the main number of my organization of the agency I worked for if they ever needed services or they were caring for somebody who needed services. Well, what happened? Uh, give it a couple weeks, a month or so. And I remember getting a call directly to my voicemail and it was a message and it was in Chinese to myself. And this senior who I was fairly familiar with was asking me to help his friend who probably needed hospice care. Well, the thing is that even though he knew he should call the front desk, he didn't feel comfortable doing so because he knew they wouldn't be able to speak Cantonese. And so instead, he somehow found my number and called directly to my line. This is something that happens a lot, right, in the Asian culture, in other cultures too. Um, it happens because there's a cultural component. There's a language piece that really serves as a barrier when organizations aren't able to uh, provide staff 
that can speak the same language as some community members. I have been asked to go to, you know, admissions visits with a nurse liaison because the family was spoke Cantonese and Cantonese is a dialect, uh, um, a Chinese dialect. And so it was just, it's, it's funny because <laughs> I would translate. And then um, next thing I knew, the family is having a conversation just with me and they just want to ask me specific questions because I speak the same language as them. And so they were telling me, you know, but where else can I find help with this? And what else can I do for this? And I would ask, you know, I would translate it back to the nurse. But what kept happening is they would just want to speak directly with me. They did not want to speak with the nurse, a liaison who was there conducting the visit. There is a huge comfort level that comes when you can, for, for patients and their families, when you can speak the same language as them, when they have people who are caring for them who speak the same language as them. It just makes them more comfortable. Now, just imagine what it might feel like to go into a foreign country. Let's say I'm Chinese. I can speak some Cantonese. But you know what? I have gone to Hong Kong before and people have picked me out like people from Hong Kong have picked me out and they could identify right away that I had some sort of American accent when I spoke Chinese or they could tell by the way that I dressed or they could tell because I didn't know certain vocabulary. They could tell that I was American. And I could tell because I could only order certain things or I could only say certain certain things. And I remember my husband who speaks no, he doesn't speak any Chinese. He speaks just English. I remember him going to Hong Kong with me and saying, I thought you spoke Chinese. I thought you could speak Cantonese. And I'm like, I can, but I can't speak like, like the way they speak. <laughs> I'm not 100% fluent. So anyways, that feeling of feeling a little lost when you cannot speak a language that everybody else is speaking is, you know, it brings anxiety, I would say. And that was for me going to Hong Kong where I can speak a good amount of Cantonese. Like I can get around, but I don't know everything. But then imagine going to a place, let's say, you know, I speak Cantonese. Let's say I go to, I don't know, let's see, let me, let's say a country in South America where they're speaking Spanish or they're speaking Portuguese or they're speaking whatever, and I'm completely lost. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know how to get the food that I want. I don't know how to ask for help. That's how a lot of our Asian elders feel when they go to the hospital, when they go places, when they go to the doctor and their doctor doesn't speak their language. And so today I want to share the senior care resources out there for Asian American families. I'm going to talk about language, but I'm also going to talk about just other resources that are out there. So I want to thank you for joining me. I know this is actually a real question that a lot of people have, a lot of Asian adult children have, and it brings a lot of stress. It, it It's something that I can totally understand. It's something that was hard for me to, um, this topic, and this specific episode, I was a little afraid to include it in this lineup for this series because um, I don't know if I can give an answer that everybody wants to hear. So before I get into what resources are out there, I want to just first talk about why finding resources for Asian American families is hard to find. 
Number one, let's just be real. Our Asian parents focus on education because they want us to succeed financially. They want us to succeed in life and have prestigious jobs. They want us to become doctors and lawyers and, you know, people who go to Ivy League schools and make lots of money and are just well provided for. A reality that we have to kind of accept going into caregiving is that it's not going to be easy to find Asian senior care professionals. The second thing I want to talk about in terms of why they're hard to find um, is just that it doesn't bring in money. A lot of times these senior care organizations, you know, they they are businesses and they still have to make money. And so serving and trying to provide resources that cater specifically to Asian speaking elders or Asian American elders, it's not it's not something easy. It costs more money and that's not really their target market. So you're not going to find a lot of organizations that do that unless they have a huge number, a huge population of Asian Americans in their area. If they have a ton of Koreans, then you're going to maybe see a wing open in a nursing care care facility that is specifically catered towards the Korean community. And you'll see that like in Chinatown or um, places like in uh, LA or San Francisco in California, where there's a huge Asian population, a huge Chinese community. That's where you may find certain um Asian-speaking services or services that are catered culturally to the Asian-American family. The other thing that I want to do before I get into sharing some of the resources out there is just to kind of categorize and, or at least define certain things so that we can kind of, um, you can recognize that there's a difference when you're looking for resources, okay? So there are some companies that are Asian-speaking, that provide Asian-speaking staff, That is one thing, okay? And of course, there are millions of different Asian languages out there, so you would first have to determine what language you're looking for. So there's the term Asian-speaking staff, Asian-speaking caregivers, Asian-speaking professionals, Asian-speaking doctors, Asian-speaking nurses who work in hospice care, all of that, okay? Because there are some Asians, so you may find a Chinese doctor who is an Asian American, an ABC like myself. ABC stands for American Born Chinese. And so they may be Asian, but maybe they're not Asian. (laughs) Maybe they're Asian American and there's a good bit of American in them. And also they may not know how to speak a certain Asian speaking language. So that's something to remember. Then there are Asian-owned companies. The reason why I want to bring up the term Asian-owned is because even if a company, a provider does not have Asian-speaking staff, sometimes it helps to have people who are just Asian and Asian-owned. And so the reason why I want to bring that up is because there's a comfort level that often comes and that our elders, especially if they did not grow up in the U.S., which a lot of them did not, um, there's this comfort level of having someone care for them, having somebody serve them who looks like them. So you may not be able to find, depending on where you live, you may not be able to find Asian-speaking caregivers, Asian-speaking services, but maybe it would make a difference if the company or the place or the staff person that you're talking to is Asian. 
I'm going to share with you three things, three places to look when you're looking for senior care resources for your Asian American family. Number one, I'm going to direct you to AARP. So AARP has sponsored this podcast series and I have included a number, uh, I've included in every single podcast show notes, I've included a link to AARP's resources that they have. But if you go to my site, valueofwrinkles.com slash listen, and you click on any of these episodes, episode 50, 51, 52, and 53, which will be out next week, you will see in the show notes, you click on any of those episodes and you'll see that I have included resources that AARP has for Asian American families. So they have some guides there that are one, um, there are some, there's one that is translated into Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese. That's the ARP's free home fit guide. And then they also have their Pan-Asian Family Caregiving Guide. And that is in English, but it caters to an Asian American family. And it's also translated in Chinese. The Home Fit Guide is basically, it's a free publication. They also have it in Spanish, by the way, but it just shows, um, ways that you can make your home more comfortable, safe, and a good fit for the older adult in your life. So again, you can go to the show notes, valueofwrinkles.com slash listen to check out those resources. And it really is a big deal that when it is translated into a different language, there are, first of all, in that home fit guide, there are worksheets there. And you can, again, print out checklists so that you can try to make your home more comfortable for your older loved one. The second video that I'm sharing with you, this video that's going to help you to talk through tough topics respectfully and more effectively with your older loved one, there was research done in the Chinese community among the older generation and the younger generation. And in Asian families, we care for our elders. We're taught to do that. And it's kind of something that's just passed down, right? And so we're taught that it's important, but when it comes to having conversations and communication about the future, this research showed that both the older generation and the younger generation didn't want to initiate it because they didn't want to disrespect the other. The older generation didn't want to burden their adult children with this type of talk. The younger generation didn't want to disrespect and kind of rock the boat and talk about end-of-life issues with their elders. And so I created this video to be kind of like a middleman, to be a support, to help you have the right words so that you can have conversations with your older loved one. And right now it is in English, but I'm working actively to translate this into other languages. I'm using a really cool software called Sonics, and I am going to be offering this in different languages, and I want you to make sure that you have this. So right now, if you go to valueofwrinkles.com slash talk, you can get this video for free in English. It's going to be available in different languages soon. And then if you want even more support, I have my Prepare to Care digital course, and that course helps you to know what you can do now wherever you are in the caregiving journey. It could be your parents could have not even had one health episode, but this course it is available right now for $89, but what it does is it helps you to know what to do while your loved one is still healthy. And I talk about the certain things that you need to focus and really focus on now because they're time sensitive so that you can save yourself time, energy, sanity as you start looking forward 
as to what you need to do to care for your older loved one. So I'm going to leave information on that in the show notes of this episode. You can also go to valueofwrinkles.com and then you can click enroll, which is in the menu tab to get more information and or enroll into this course. Thirdly, if you are looking for resources, You know, and you probably have already done it if you are listening to this episode, that you can Google things, right? You can Google things. But one thing that I'm working on, and I'm going to direct you to that page, it's valueofwrinkles.com slash Asian American. But there are services out there that are Asian speaking, that are Asian owned, that are for families like you, that would really benefit families like you. But how are you going to find them? That's what I was asking myself, and that's why I've created a page where I'm trying to create a listing, a directory of all the Asian American senior care providers and services out there that that would include senior living communities, that would include home care agencies, that would include um, senior centers and community organizations that serve seniors. I'm trying to compile a list right now, and it is a short list. You can go check it out. And again, you can check it out, valueofwrinkles.com slash Asian American. But I want to ask for your help because this is an issue, finding services that are culturally appropriate and also that are in the same language as our elders. That's some, this is something that has been a problem for a while. And then I've had a lot of people ask me about, and I've never been able to offer a good answer. So that's why I'm trying to compile a list, a directory of all the services out there. And if you are aware, if you know of a geriatrician who speaks Korean, a geriatrician who speaks Tagalog, a geriatrician who speaks Hindi, um, if you are familiar with or know of an assisted living or a nursing and rehab center that has a wing that serves older adults, Asian speaking older adults, would you share that with me? Would you email me at the value of wrinkles at gmail.com and let me know so that I can include this on my directory so that somebody else can benefit from it. Now, if you're an organization, a company, and you would like to help sponsor this page so I can get this to be a really um, full and helpful and organized directory, I would love to have your support and sponsorship. And please contact me, reach out to me so that I can work with you and so that we can work on this together. Because I think having a directory of all the senior care resources and services out there is really going to be mind-blowing. It is going to be so helpful for Asian American families who are just looking for more support. So that is all I have for you today. I hope that this episode gave you a little more insight and at least more hope. And I hope that in the coming months, in the coming years, I have something, a resource, a directory that really will be helpful for you as you're caring for your older loved one. And I hope this, you know, the sooner the better. So if you can help me and look out for those organizations that serve Asian elders, please share those things with me. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you really found this episode helpful. If you did, would you share it with 
a friend specifically any of your friends in the asian in your asian network because i know this will be helpful to them if they are caring for or going to have to care for their parent or grandparent or older relative or friend would you share this and then secondly would you help review this episode what this does is when you review this episode on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts this can help get the word out about my podcast and about the different episodes that cater to a lot of different needs that are out there when it comes to caring for and valuing our older loved ones. Make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm going to be interviewing DJ Chuang and we're going to be talking about mental health, which is huge. The other thing is that I have a special guest who's going to be helping me as I interview DJ. So make sure that you return next Thursday for episode 53 of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Thanks again for joining me and I hope you have an awesome, awesome day.